Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to One Up, delivered through the AI podcast channel. I'm your host, Carl Wilkinson. Guy has reluctantly taken the night off as he hasn't actually played the game we're going to be reviewing. But stepping in to fill his shoes tonight, I have a guest with me. Hi there, Rebecca. How are you doing? Hello. I'm good. Excited to talk about Animal Crossing. <laughs> I know you're going to spoil the, the surprise of what we're reviewing. You know, I was going to say so in about 10 seconds, but Rebecca stole my thunder there. Yeah, we but are... isn't, it, isn't it in the title of the episode? This is true. This, 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 <laughs> they this is true. They find it when they're going into it. <laughs> still, still, I, I had a whole thing. I had a whole thing. Oh, but, I'm sorry. Do you still want to do your thing? Yeah, we are, of course, going to be reviewing the game of the pandemic that is Animal Crossing New Horizons. But before we get to that, of course, we'll be going through the news. And before that, our new quiz for guests, which we introduced last week with Matt being our guinea pig. We're going to go with it again. And obviously, Rebecca is going to be answering the questions today so we'll i'm not sure if you're familiar with the format rebecca but we'll be starting with a bit of a this or that which is of course gaming themed and then we'll end with a with a three quick fire questions so let's get into it (laughs) don't worry it's just just think of the first thing that comes to your to your mind so we'll we'll start (laughs) with the this or that here so pokemon red version or pokemon blue version red nintendo or sega Nintendo. Ryu or Ken? Ken. PS1 or N64? N64. Duke Nukem or Doom? Duke Nukem. Miyamoto or Kojima? Miyamoto. Spyro or Crash? Spyro. Right answer. Sephiroth (laughs) or Cloud? Sephiroth. Mario Kart or Crash Team Racing? Uh, Diddy Kong Racing. (laughs) That, that is not a valid answer. Okay. It is to me. But fine, Mario Kart. Okay. 
Either way, guys, guys not gonna like you listening. He just, he just, he's guy is one of those crash team racing fanboys. You know, he he just refuses to accept that it's inferior to Mario Kart. But that that's you know, there's no helping him. Yeah, um, lastly, graphics or gameplay? Oh, gameplay. And now we'll go into the quick fire questions. Last game that you completed? That I completed? Oh God. Uh, oh, Untitled Ghost Game. First console that you owned? A Nintendo 64. And favourite game of all time? Oh, that's an unfair question. Um, oh, God. Uh, I'm gonna... It's, it's, it's up there. Uh, Skies of Arcadia. Ooh, that's actually... Uh, I wouldn't say too many other people would um, come up with that. I have actually, shock horror, I have never played Skies of Arcadia. When I had my GameCube, I always wanted it, but it was never any cheaper than like 50 quid. And I'd go to the to the game shop and see it on that top shelf, because no one else would buy it, because they're probably like, ooh, JRPG, I don't play those. And I just, just could never quite have had the cash there to buy it. I Years later, I bought it for about 90 quid on eBay, but I just haven't gotten around to playing it. Just, just been rumors for a while though that they're they're going to be bringing it to, to modern consoles as we know uh, get, in on everything guess who doesn't have a gamecube has only ever borrowed a gamecube but uh owns skies of arcadia has <laughs> since bought it after like having owned it a gamecube it is one of the few uh games that i leave like in physical media on my shelf and it is there with pride and i adore it <laughs> It was originally a Dreamcast game, actually, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was originally for Dreamcast, and then obviously we know Dreamcast didn't sell as well, so they ported it to GameCube. And uh, it is uh, an amazing, amazing game. <laughs> um, I absolutely love it. Uh, it. I actually plan to do like a YouTube video on it at some point. Like I recorded a lot of footage on my computer, and... Um, it started my love of the whole sky pirate thing, <laughs> which is just like, I'm just like, ooh, sky pirates, airships, this is so cool. And obviously that landed well to Final Fantasy then. Because <laughs> yeah, air, airships all over. I was going to say, it kind of brings you back to um, Setzer in Final Fantasy VI, who was one of the, my favorite characters. So it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Sky pirates. and Well, he's kind of a sky gambler, but, you know, that's that's even cooler, no, to be honest. No, but. no, when you, want, when you want Final Fantasy and you think sky pirate, you think Balthier, the leading man from Final Fantasy XII. We, we, we won't mention how I only played Final Fantasy XII to the point where I got Ifrit and then, or was is it Ifrit first and then Shiva or is it Shiva and then Ifrit? Which, whichever one. That's, that's Final it's they're all they all have the same names that i i think that might actually i don't even think that's 12 you're talking about it is 12 does it you get the you get shiva you don't get you don't, yeah i don't think you get shiva because they're all they're different in oh, final uh, fantasy 12 uh, they definitely look different which is one of my main gripes actually like i remember myself and, and uh, a friend kind yeah because they're called about how they look different they're called espers in that and let me see I'm double checking this. Yeah, no, no, they're not. They're not in it. They're different. They're entirely different. Like they're Belias is the first one. Chaos, Zalara, Zeramis, Hashmal, Ultima, Exodus, Kukulin. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> nice bit of bit of Irish lore thrown in there. But, but, well, then even more so why I I stopped because they didn't even have the real names. All right, you know. The, yeah, the names, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that we knew so well. Um, okay, well, we'll have to talk about this another time because we're here to talk about Animal Crossing. But first, we true. need to do the news. So let's get to the news so we can talk about Animal Crossing. Guy would love you, you know, pushing along to get that, get that timing right. Um, but yeah, so thank you for being our second guinea pig to our, our guest quiz there and, and some, some interesting answers. Um, but without further ado, let's get into the news. Our first story, coincidentally, is to do with Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing reportedly removed from Chinese retailers following Hong Kong demonstrations. And this comes from Nicole Carpenter over on Polygon. And Nicole writes, pro-democracy protesters in Hong Kong have been pushed inside, like many of us around the world, as the coronavirus pandemic disrupts everyday life. School, work and other events have been moved online, including protests. Activists are using Nintendo's new idyllic life simulator Animal Crossing New Horizons to support Hong Kong protesters' five demands. But on Friday morning, the game had disappeared from major Chinese online retailers, Tabao and Pindudu, probably mispronounced them, but none. Oh, yeah. <laughs> reports Reuters. Nintendo began selling the Switch in China in December 2019 but has not released New Horizons there. Interested parties must purchase foreign versions of the game to play it. Only three games are officially available for the Switch in China. New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and Super Mario Odyssey. It's not immediately clear that New Horizons has been pulled because of the protests in-game. But the game's removal comes after increased news coverage of the actions, popularised by Hong Kong activist Joshua Wong. Reuters also reported there's no indication whether the game was pulled as the result of a, quote, a directive from China's content regulator or a voluntary act by politically sensitive e-commerce platforms, end quote. Industry analyst Daniel Ahmad wrote on Twitter, on Friday that despite not being officially available there, Animal Crossing New Horizons is, quote, extremely popular in China, end quote. Players were able to purchase it from online retailers, small game shops that have imported it, and by changing the Nintendo eShop location. Demonstrations inside Animal Crossing New Horizons include a creative use of Nintendo's customization options. Of course, players are donning medical and gas masks, symbols of the protest, and wearing all black. But others have created signage and artwork sharing the message, quote, free Hong Kong revolution now, end quote. Others are using the game's nets to bop Hong Kong leader <coughs> Carrie Lam, who is widely unpopular with the pro-democracy movement. Wong tweeted Friday that gamers in China are blaming him for New Horizons' disappearance. Polygon has reached out to Wong for comment, and you can read the full story over on Polygon. So it, it's actually not the first time that the Hong Kong protests have popped up in our news. I think we, we covered it back last year when it was a big kind of topic in the world of Overwatch. I mean, what what's your, your take on all this, Rebecca? Um, yeah, no, it's interesting because, um, like, obviously, you know, free Hong Kong. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't realize how limited they were in terms of officially available for Switch in China. Like, there's just three Mario games, and it, and interestingly enough, not none of them are Mario Maker. So it's like anything that with custom content uh, is just not available. 
because uh, I think a big thing is that, you know, I have seen the images of the protest signs saying free Hong Kong revolution now uh, in images on Twitter that are from uh, New Horizons. So, uh, yeah, you can really see like they just don't want anything kind of to like, even though everyone knows that everyone's protesting, they still are like, no, 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 no. You can't you can't protest anywhere, not even on your own island in Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's interesting you, you mentioned that the, the fact there's only three games available in the Switch. I wasn't aware of that either. And it, it, it's quite surprising to me that um, one specific game is missing, which is the latest nba 2k basketball game because basketball is massive in china and i remember that being a big point that around the time that um china finally relented and we're going to release the switch that the latest nba 2k game at the time was was being covered and and kind of the, it was rocking up to that being released and analysts were talking about how that would sell like hotcakes there because it's it's such a massive sport and there's such mm. a huge following of the NBA there. Obviously the NBA played a part in this story last year because we, we had um one of the players kind of coming out defending um the, the Hong Kong protests and then awkwardly Le- LeBron James came out and sort of seemed to be backing China's corner trying to make excuses and that and it was Ooh. one of the most awkward statements I've, I've ever had the, the displeasure of reading but it, it's quite surprising to me that that, that game isn't um, available but I, I suppose it's kind of a testament to how tightly controlled these things are in, in China Let, let's not forget for years you mm. couldn't actually release a game called Seoul in China I think I remember the what were the rather than the um kind of the was it instead of the Wii or instead of the GameCube they had like the NQ which was like a plug and play kind of looked like an N64 controller that people mm. could kind of bring to these docking stations and get games loaded on and they, they had like kind of a small selection of Nintendo games available um, so I mean it's it's impressive enough that any people can pick up the console itself but yeah because like as as it said in the article, like uh, Nintendo's only began selling the Switch in China last December. Yes, yeah, just, just so uh, like, uh, and what it's been out what three four years now. I yeah, I think I think at least at least two. It's, I'm kind of lost. Right, let me just double check that now. But uh, yeah, I was going to get myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the Nintendo Switch was released in. Oh, was it not 2017. 2017. Yeah, three, so three, two, three years nearly, ago. Yeah, three years. God, that the time has flown. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, it, it, you'd think there'd be more than, than three games, but it's just, I mean, at least in this, with this story, I'm glad that it's, it's not a, a Western or in this case, Japanese company that are, are doing the censorship on China's behalf. Rather, it's, it's, yeah. the Chinese government themselves and uh, I suppose we, we can't really do much about that but you know like like I would have I said at the time in regards to the Overwatch stuff I mean I'm I'm all for freedom of speech I, I think it's a, a human right and I think you know the, the people in Hong Kong should have the right to, to protest their situation so it's, it's unfortunate that they found such a creative and 
downright cute way of yeah. protesting their situation and and they've been somewhat shut down by the Chinese government trying to make it difficult for people to get access to the game but where there's a will there's a way and I'm I'm sure that Chinese gamers will will find a way to get their hands on on this game um Quite possibly through Hong Kong, coincidentally, because I know that's how a lot of Chinese people get their 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 games. It's kind of a gateway to the West, or at least yeah. it is for now. Hopefully, you know, if the yeah. majority rules, if that's how they want it, it remains that way. But I suppose that this is just a, a developing situation that we're going to have to keep keep an eye on. I, I don't think something tells me it's not going to be the end of, mm. of games and censorship and Hong Kong in, in the news. I, I think yeah. it's going to be something we're going to be watching over the next few months. But moving on to our next story and sticking with Nintendo... Fans think Nintendo originally planned a Pokemon Pink. And this comes from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. And Tom writes, What appears to be evidence of a long-lost Pokemon Pink version has appeared online. Fans think Pokemon Pink was originally planned for launch on Game Boy alongside the Pikachu-fronted Pokemon Yellow, itself a follow-up to the series' original set of games. Evidence of its existence was leaked via 4chan over the weekend and subsequently analysed by respected Pokemon historian Dr. Lava. Somewhat surprisingly, all evidence points to this being legit. Dr. Lava on Twitter, quote, New leak Pokemon Pink. The source code for Pokemon Blue and Yellow leaked on VP yesterday, and it's almost certainly legit. The code references Pokemon Pink, a possible companion game to Yellow. It seems ended up getting scrapped, likely starring Clefairy or maybe Jigglypuff, end quote. Mention of Pokemon Pink can be found in ancient source code for Pokemon Yellow, which also includes apparent test audio for more anime voices to be implemented. In the end, only Pikachu's voice was included. How has this all turned up now? Well, this data apparently comes from a major hack of Nintendo's servers, the same breach which previously exposed early versions of other Pokemon games, such as the beta version of Pokemon Gold and Silver, with numerous creatures which never saw the light of day. The hacker, a 24-year-old Brit named Zamas Clark, received a 15-month suspended prison sentence for accessing private Nintendo and Microsoft servers in early 2018. But years later, data obtained in the hack is still trickling into the public domain after Clark shared it with others, some via an online intermediary named Ganex, who was interviewed here by Dr. Lava on his role in it all. It's understood that more details are out there passed around privately, though the threat of legal action for making it public looms. Speaking to Dr. Lava for this article, I was told this new reference to Pokemon Pink does indeed come from the same source, though what Pokemon Pink might have looked like is less certain. There's strong evidence to suggest it would have starred Clefairy, once intended as a series mascot before Pikachu muscled in, but its development in response to the success of the series anime suggests a fellow pink Pokemon Jigglypuff might have been starred instead. Perhaps further leaks may shed more light on this or other cancelled Pokemon games. So, Rebecca, do you do you think we missed out on on not having a Pokemon Pink? You know, might it have possibly, you know, as you know, been been a, a member of the fairer 
gender yourself? Do you, do you think it might have been a hit with the uh, young girls back in the late 90s? I mean, when I was looking through this, I was like, that would have blown my own mind. But at the same time, I was quite a tomboy, so I may have still gone for yellow, especially because my Game Boy Color back in the day was yellow. So I probably wanted to, like, you know, match the aesthetic. But um, it probably would have, you know, kind of been a bit more girl friendly but the yellow itself was anyway because it had you know a cute Pikachu on the front it didn't have you know Charizard or Blastoise or in um, Japan Venusaur on the front Um, so it would have been kind of like a bit more accessible but at the same time like this was their first this was the first generation of games so I can see why they were like oh we have red and blue or, or red and green maybe we should have like oh we want to do a yellow version well why don't we do like companion pink version so that you know probably so that they could still do the whole you know not have every type of pokemon in the game so that you could trade kind of keep up that dynamic and then they were like nah (laughs) um we've already got two versions of the same pretty much the same game um yeah but it would have definitely been interesting because clefairy is kind of forgotten in it like in a sense because Pikachu did kind of muscle in as the mascot and it is interesting that uh Jigglypuff might have been the cover star because as I said like it, the anime series uh because it the Pokemon Yellow was following the anime series that had Pikachu in it as the focus Jigglypuff was obviously big in the uh, original anime for Pokemon because she would walk along and you know she'd sing your sing her song, and if you fell asleep, which you do when you listen to a Jigglypuff sing, she'd draw on your face with a marker. Um, and I've seen evidence actually as another reason why it's suspected it might be Jigglypuff is is that Jigglypuff actually has her own custom sprite in the game itself already. In one of the Pokemon centers, she's got like a standalone sprite. So that would have been something that you could use, they would have used for the walking alongside you mechanic, which Yellow was unique for up until Soul Silver and Heart Gold. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes a lot more sense for it to have been Jigglypuff, uh, considering the popularity of the character in the anime. I loved Jigglypuff. I mean, she's just, just put people to sleep and then draw on their face. I wonder how many people were influenced to but you know as children that by the time they reached teenagers that it was fun to draw on people when they're asleep <laughs> by watching pokemon um yeah like that but like so many people like i know the amount of times um anytime jiggly is mentioned on what is it um outside extra the YouTube channel, they just start singing the Jigglypuff, 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 Jiggly. I once did that a Pokemon quiz to try and win points. <laughs> did it work? Yeah, I won some points. Nice. Well, that was, it was worthwhile. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm, I love the idea that there's Pokemon historians, and you know, I, I wonder what Doctor Lava's doctorate is in. You know. And, <laughs> Do they do doctorates in Pokemon I think it's, science uh, these days? I think it's, it's YouTubeology. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it would have been interesting had this game seen the light of day. I'm, I'm sure it would have been popular with with um, the the female audience of Pokemon, of, of which there was many. I mean, it was just as popular with girls as it was in, with with um, boys at the time. So mm. I, I think it definitely would have pushed 
you know, kind of some titles, but what would have been interesting would it have simply been taking away from yellow's sales in that just you'd see less copies of yellow sold and, and pink would yeah. up rather than kind of increasing the amount of, of units sold. Yeah, so. that's that's what I was thinking that they kind of like, as I said, they already had two whole um two all of the games that were set in the same world instead of like trying to split their sales between the two and I don't even know if it would have increased like thinking on it I think it just might have made like this was the 90s <laughs> so it was like what late 90s that the Pokemon Yellow came out because I remember yeah. I was a kid so it might have even not even just girls wanting it but more parents more likely to buy it for them because again as I said it was the, like the late 90s I know I was I have so much shovelware in the attic just because I was a girl who played video games so I was bought Mary Kate and Ashley Mall tour <laughs> Mary Kate and Ashley Mystery Mall and uh, Barbie Race and Ride <laughs> some of the worst games you could ever play and there, well, there they were in my collection because I was a girl and I liked video games. So let's get me girly video games. There was no metal there was no Metal Gear in my house except for Metal Gear Solid 2, which my cousin bought, and he was seven years older than me and a boy from America. So he could buy any game he wanted. <laughs> yeah, no, that that must have been an interesting gaming experience. I mean, I, I love a bad game, but that, that's more in later life. I'm I'm not sure I would have appreciated it getting a bad game at at that age. I mean, I think every kid to a degree gets some shovelware. I mean, especially because you kind of push yourself towards licensed games, and they're often oh bad. yeah, no, the what was it like early two thousands? Every time a new movie came out, you were like, okay, let's see the video game for it then. And some of them were just so bad. Like, have you ever seen the ever seen the Shrek ones? I've never, never played one. No, never. Oh, they're so bad. Never had the dish, this pleasure, definitely. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and, and I love Shrek, actually. It's one of my favorite animated movies. So I'm surprised. Yeah. I suppose maybe I was just that little bit older then. So I, I kind of knew that licensed games were bad. Um, although I did, around that time, would have picked up the... There was a Men in Black game that came out around the same time as the second movie. Oof. And it was horrendous. So, yeah, maybe I didn't learn my lesson. No. Um, but nonetheless, I you know, obviously... It is interesting to see these leaks from Nintendo because they're such a tight-lipped company that we don't often find out too much about their cancelled projects or their failed movements and that kind of thing. So it's always interesting mm. when when something drops through the, the, the tight lips of Nintendo, um, even if it's not intentionally, as, as obviously this came from the result of a hack. Um, moving on to our third story, Cyberpunk 2077 on track for September release CD product says and this comes from Emma Kent over at Eurogamer and Emma writes despite the ongoing disruption caused by the coronavirus outbreak it seems Cyberpunk 2077 remains on course for its release date of 17th September that's according to the latest financial statement from Seda product which addressed the challenges presented by remote work Quote, our plans haven't changed. We're streaming towards the September release of Cyberpunk, end quote, said Seda product exec Adam Kaczynski. Quote, there is no shortage of motivation 
and we also possess all the tools needed to facilitate remote work. We've been operating in this mode for over three weeks and to date results confirm that we can carry on all our operations without major disruptions, end quote. The statement adds that the Seder product group is well prepared to continue to work through tough times, thanks to the group's, quote, strategy of avoiding debt and accumulating cash reserves, end quote. The fourth quarter of 2019 was the group's best final period of the year in its history, thanks in part to increased Witcher 3 sales following the success of the Netflix show. Following the release of the financial statement, Seder Product Red studio head Adam Badowski tweeted to say Cyberpunk 2077 had already been rated by the, quote, vast majority of rating boards around the world, end quote, meaning the game is likely in the final stages of development. The news will be reassuring to fans who are wondering about the game's future, particularly given it had already seen a delay from April to September earlier this year, even before the COVID-19 pandemic. The Last of Us Part 2 and Iron Man VR are some of the first major games to have seen delays thanks to the coronavirus outbreak, but it's likely we'll see more as developers are forced to work from home. For developers releasing games in the upcoming months, there's also an added dilemma about whether to delay for the sake of saving physical sales. And you can read the full story over on Eurogamer. So, firstly, you know, is cyberpunk a game on on your radar rebecca and and if so you know are you relieved at this news do you, do you believe what said product is saying oh it's been on my radar for a very long time <laughs> when uh when they like hacked in you know the presentation back in e3 a camera boy year was when they kind of hacked in inverted commas uh to announce it it was just like Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is in my aesthetic. And I had not long finished Witcher 3. So I was like, I'm all in on this. Um, regarding of whether or not I'm relieved, um, like, I'm just worried about the developers. I like the actual people making the game, the pressure they must be under to, to be like, yeah, no, you're working from home and you're getting this done. And it's like, because crunch is bad. <laughs> crunch is bad and it's not very like kind on the creators themselves it's usually like the people in the higher ups who aren't doing all the hard work that are like no we need to get it out for now like for for this date or uh, and I would much rather see it be delayed uh, as much as I do want to play it to know that like it's going to be as good as it can be but also that creators are not getting you know kind of shafted uh in having that pressure of trying to work from home because I've been working from home. I'm a college student. I've been working from home. It's horrible. I can't imagine that sitting there trying to like code a video game <laughs> from home. Yeah, I'd imagine it's not the the kind of easiest task, you know, to 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 do that from from home. I mean, it's tough enough as is in an office, um, without the the distractions of of home life. So I'm I I wouldn't be surprised if if the the developers, not not only at say their product, but in all companies, because I think at this point virtually all developers are, are working remotely. It's it's going to make getting their projects out on time much tougher. I mean, we're seeing delays recent, recently, like The Last of Us Two, but that's more of 
for commercial reasons because that game was virtually done by the time this this all shit started to hit the fan it, it's just more so a physical release is almost impossible due to to the situation we're currently in but with oh, yeah. projects moving forward it, it's going to be more so down to the delay of actually the development being affected by having to work from home and you know kind of not having the resources as as close to hand as as they would be otherwise mm. so i wouldn't be surprised to see more delays i wouldn't be surprised to see yet despite what said a product is saying i still wouldn't be surprised to see this game pushed though i wouldn't expect any major delays you know because it's already been delayed mm. once. maybe maybe till november something like that give them a little bit of breathing space but you know obviously on the selfish side of things as a, as a fan of the developer and, and one who's looking forward to this game, of course, I'd, I'd love to see them hit that September date. But, you know, I'd echo what you said, you know, when the game's ready, release it, you know, let, let's not, let's not get it out early at the kind of risk of the health and the mental well-being of, of the developers that are making these games because without them, you know, we wouldn't have these games. Do you know that we, we just passed at time of recording, the initial release date of Cyberpunk. I didn't even know. I'd, I'd kind of had fallen off my radar. It had it had been on my calendar. That's how excited I was for it, especially because it was falling during Easter break. So I was like, oh, I actually have time to play it. I'll be home. Little knowing that I'd be home all the time. But uh, yeah, no, part of it is... Uh, I'm like, yeah, you release it in September. I'm going to be starting college again. So, uh, <laughs> like, selfishly, I'm like, hmm. But I suppose it's usually kind of quiet. And who knows if I'll actually physically get to go into the college come September. So, it's all still up in the air. I'm I'm sure somehow you'll you'll still find a way to play the game though regardless of yeah. you know in, in between lectures I actually once did that I remember when uh when I was going to TCU we had like an Xbox room uh, where they had a few Xbox consoles set up and when BioShock 2 came out I actually brought my copy and my hard drive into college and when i was supposed to be in most of my classes i was just sitting in the xbox room playing bioshock 2 and people would come up to me and be like how how do they have bioshock 2 already and i was like that is my copy <laughs> like, you, you literally brought your copy of the game into college i was like yep why not yeah no, i'm i'm currently still fighting the urge to get persona 5 royal until after uh, the semester and all my assignments are in <laughs> it's just it's calling out to me just like whispers and uh, guess who just installed Final Fantasy 7 Remake on our PlayStation last night. So <laughs> Ooh, I didn't know you got that actually. And uh, now a friend of mine, um, he got it and I his account is still on my PlayStation. <laughs> Okay, that's 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 a bit of luck. Lucky for you, it's not supposed to be a ridiculously long game. We're not talking the Persona 120 hours. It's more like a 30 to 40 hour experience. Yeah, like Persona 5, if you sped through it and only played it once, it was 80 hours. But my first playthrough was 100 hours. Uh, 
I spent over 200 hours in that game and Persona 5 Royal's got a lot more content. So uh, I'm scared of how much life I'm going to lose. So that's why I'm like, let's let's get college it's, out of the way and then it, you can destroy your life with Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> it's your summer sorted. Let, let's put it that way. You know, when, when, oh, yeah. you, when you get those exam results in, you know, you can jump jump straight into um, Persona 5 Royal and, and spend 300, 400 hours in your little virtual Japanese teenager's life oh yeah that's absolutely my plan for the summer like it has been ever since I was like okay I can't buy it now but once once all the assignments are in absolutely just straight into virtual Tokyo and that is my life for the summer I won't need to worry about self-isolating because I would have been doing that anyway (laughs) (laughs) just just you your PlayStation 4 and your notepad to to take those important relationship notes and and your oh yeah Oh yeah, the Persona recipe is everything. Like it's getting its own notepad because I'm gonna need it. I did. I avoided throwing out an old note, an old notebook full of Persona Five notes, just because I was like, this could be useful in about a month's time. <laughs> <laughs> so but moving on, um, I think that's it for the news so let's get into the meat of the show into our review of animal cross crossing new horizons which is what we're all here for so i'm sure sure that's what everyone's here for that that's how we hooked you in you, you didn't think you were going to hear us talk about um hong kong and um cyberpunk for for 40 minutes before you you got into to the media thing so I'm, I'm hoping people have hung on with us here but without further ado we're going to jump right in um so I, I guess the the first point which is good to get into would be kind of your your past experiences with the series i mean are you a were you an animal crossing virgin so to speak or, or have you past experiences with the series uh, not a uh, virgin. I'd only played, uh, the first one I ever played was Wild World, which is on the DS. Um, and I didn't really get too into it. Like I never, um, cause it was on the DS and that was like very mobile for me. I would just sometimes turn it off or it would run out of battery. And then back pre New Horizons, there is a, a mole called Mr. Rossetti who would lecture you for turning the game off without saving. And when I say lecture, like it was a solid like five minutes going 10 minutes if you did it again. Because if you turned it off, he would give you another lecture even longer. And I was just like, nah, not putting up with this anymore. No, because I was like 16. And I was just like, no, haven't got the time for this. Um, then, uh, even New Horizons, I wasn't even that pushed on getting it, but I was supposed to get a Switch in December. It was Christmas, so they all sold out. And by the time they were coming back in stock, the, uh, New Horizons, Animal Crossing Switch new for New Horizons was announced and it was adorable. And I was like, I've waited this long. I might as well get this. Don't really care for, for Animal Crossing, but it's a cute Switch. I'll get it. It'll come with the game. It's fine. And then I was waiting like a couple of days after release, waiting on it. And just the hype on Twitter was just getting really real. So I started like playing Pocket Camp to kind of build myself up. I had gotten that on release years ago. I think it was like 2016, 2017 when that came out. But I didn't really play it. Um, And 
it's it's kind of like your standard kind of like classic free to play mobile game. It's very cute. Um, and you can do a lot of it for free, but there is like time limits and microtransactions and now they've added a subscription service. So now that I have uh, New Horizons, I don't play it anymore at all. Like I really should just delete it from my phone. Just be like, bye bye, Pocket Camp. Uh, you're great, but uh, got New Horizons now and it's all I need. <laughs> yes, I mean, it, it sounds like New Horizons <laughs> kind of took you by surprise, much much like it took me by surprise because I I, I am brand new to Animal Crossing. I mean, I've, it's a series I've always been aware of. You know, I talked earlier about kind of how I used to see Skies of Arcadia in the game shop and always wanted it. And Animal Crossing, the original on the GameCube, was another one of those GameCube titles that was always kind of on my radar, but I never quite got around to getting it. Um, and kind of through the years, it's been a series I've, I've been aware of. You know, I remember when New Leaf was out on the 3DS kind of certain people on podcasts I'd listen to would talk about it a lot and then Pocket Camp when that came out was a bit of a craze a lot of people on podcasts were talking about it and I was kind of like will I download it and I was kind of like nah and I don't know what it is that put me off you know I think it'd be easy to say oh you know kind of the cutesy graphic style or that but I mean I love Harvest Moon and, and it's a very similar kind of art style and kind of these little chibi characters um, and I've never had a problem with that, you know, from from the time I was a kid up and up until now. So, I mean, I, I, I can't quite put my finger on why I resisted the urge to, to try Animal Crossing till now. And, and even then, I thought I was going to miss out on, on New Horizons. I was listening to people talking about it nonstop on podcasts up in the run up to it coming out and then beyond and then i listened to you talk about it a lot yeah i was, about, and, I was just about to say and then you met me <laughs> <laughs> and you just made me crack you just just made me crack and i mean i was I, like hey hey you should get you should get it because it's really fun and then like uh you can come to my island and i can come to your island and uh if you get paris uh please please restart because we need different fruit <laughs> Yeah, and I had no clue what you were talking about in terms of fruit, but and like I think that's that's been the fun of all along. I've been totally as a new player to Animal Crossing, I've been totally clueless, and and you've kind of been like my Animal Crossing guru the whole time, kind of guiding yeah. me through the game. Um, but I mean, I suppose it's a good time to to jump into kind of our. our initial overall thoughts on on the game and I'll start by saying really you know I'm I'm so glad that I kind of gave into your influence and picked it up because it's 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 such a you know it's it's a game unlike no other there are obviously games that are somewhat comparable I'm sure people will talk about the Sims or about Harvest Moon as I mentioned before I I see a lot of people like say like Stardew Valley and stuff like that but uh no like a key difference with Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing, I think, is that when I say I'm going to put down Animal Crossing, I will. And I'll pick it back up in a couple of hours. Um, The amount of times in uh, Stardew Valley, I would say, oh, but just one day more. One day more. I'll just, I'll just save and just, I'll just do another day. I just want to see how my flowers are doing. And I think a big part of that is the fact that uh, Animal Crossing is completely linked to the real time and it always has been that's been like a key feature from day one that's why it wasn't on N64 uh, it went to GameCube first uh, although I think there was an N64 version in Japan 
but I'm, I don't quote me on that. There was was Animal Forest. I believe yeah, called, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. I I knew I'd heard something about that, but it needed like an the the memory pack so that you could store your data there because the cartridge itself was so stocked up with the real time camera with the real time uh, clock, so that everything could run in real time. Yeah, so uh, I think um, originally Animal Forest, as it was called in Japan, was planned for the Nintendo disk drive. And then when the Mm -hmm. disk drive didn't do too well, they moved it to being a a cart game. And then obviously there was limitations there. So they never brought it west. And then obviously eventually they basically, it's, it's virtually the same game as the, the GameCube game. I think the GameCube game has a few kind of, improvements but it's it's largely the actual the same yeah um but yeah i mean that's a good point i actually had funny enough i thought of that myself how like when i'd play harvest moon you know it's not real time so it's another you know in an an in-game day is is an entirely separate thing so I'd often be, be like, oh, I can afford a cow if I do two more days of kind of watering my plants and gathering my crops, and milking my existing cows and that, and it can just keep rolling over. Um, so it's fairly similar to, to Stardew Valley. But, you know, as you said, Animal Crossing is very much tied to, to the real life. And, and, and that's, I mean, that that's one aspect of, it, of its uniqueness. But I, I just I don't think I've ever played a, a game that I could make a, a straight comparison with, and I, I think that's why mm. it's it's really kind of hooked my interest because I think it's just it's very it's a very casual game in a sense. Like I, I think that's not I think you can definitely there are hardcore Animal Crossing players, and I'm sure we'll get into that later as we talk about the creativity and stuff. But it's a game you can play quite casually. You can you can just log yeah. in in the morning and play for a half hour, or do do a few little things. And like I know there's one streamer that um that I've been watching, and uh, he just said. I just lo- I just before I go to bed I play about an hour and then I turn it off again because he was streaming it like he streamed it initially um when he first got it and then he streamed it yesterday and the difference considering he had it before I did <laughs> the difference of his knowledge of the game was ridiculous compared to mine because I've just been consuming it whereas he's just like an hour before bed I just go pull some weeds and catch a few fish and then I go to bed yeah no that i mean that's a it's a it's a good point i mean it's it's i mean you can make a similar comparison between the the two of us you know there's <laughs> although we're both kind of newish to animal crossing i mean you've just become a, a an absolute guru as i said and that's why i go to you for all questions because like a lot of days i'll just kind of log in you know water my plans check out if there's anything new in the shop maybe kind of start a new project or something if there's a new village or go talk to them and then i'm like that's that's me done i'm fine for the day whereas you know you'll be there kind of i'm rearranging my orchard or i'm moving my my botanical garden from the right <laughs> side of my island to the left side of my island no 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 i always just expand my botanical garden because i get more seeds and then i need to lay it out in order to crossbreed my plants <laughs> annoyingly I got one of my first pink I think it was a windflower and it wasn't in my it wasn't in my botanical garden it was uh just next to a red flower outside the uh Able Sisters shop and I was just like well (laughs) 
that's 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 great. That's great. All my planning, all my organizing, and you decide to go here, <laughs> away from the botanical garden. Great. Thank you very much, Pink Flower. Thank you very much. You should have just moved it, just never told anyone. You know, just 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 put it down to your effort. That's just yeah. cheating myself, to be honest. I'm just like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, I mean, we we've already kind of crept into the topic of kind of the the day to day gameplay. So let, let's let's jump into that in more in depth. I mean, you know, as we, as we've kind of suggested, that the game is reflected in real time. I mean, when it's when it's morning here, it's morning there. When it's nighttime here, it's nighttime there. That's not a gameplay aspect that's that's new in any sense. I mean, you know, we were talking about Pokemon earlier. I, I can remember that being a, a thing in Pokemon Gold and Silver back in the day. And I can remember, you know, sneakily turning my, my Game Boy back on at night so I could, could catch Nocturnal Pokemon. But... Um, <laughs> It's. I think in this for this kind of game, it, it to me at least it's new because as we said, like games like like uh, Harvest Moon aren't in real time, and I mean that that kind of opens up doors as far as the way as as we discuss how people want to approach. You know, there can be the casual players that just log in for twenty minutes, do the basics, log off, and then there can be the people who basically spend their real day in in Animal Crossing, um, kind of trying to to um perfect their islands um which is you know it, it I, I like that 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 it's such a flexible game in terms of how people can approach playing it yeah there's a lot of like there's so many different things you can do there's stuff like that the game has added itself like you've got your critterpedia slash museum which is like uh, you have your fish your insects and your fossils I have, they're just all different things you can catch and they all depend on the time of year and the time of day. Uh, as you know, Carol, I've made a spreadsheet uh, to with all of these in mind. The fossils, not so much. Uh, it's just whether or not you've caught them, but it's completely at random. You just dig up holes and bring it to Blathers, who is an owl who runs the museum. And... Uh, he tells you what it is and you can choose to donate it. He likes fish. He hates insects. He thinks they're gross. Um, so it's really funny when you ever just donate them to straight up bugs. He's just like, oh, oh God. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, do you want to know a fact about this? He'll offer you a fact after every single donation. So if you donated one thing, you'd be like, oh, I can tell you something about this. The insects, he's, he's just, he just wants to get it over and done with. He's just like, uh, if you say, you know, yes, I do want to know a bit more about this. And he's like, oh, God, OK. Um, and then he goes in and just like talks trash about the insects under his voice. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that. I love how he kind of teaches you little things, you know, whether it be about, you know, kind of the fossils or about the, the insects or the fish. And I also like I remember when I first caught a hermit crab and it came up on Critopedia under the insects. And I was like, crabs aren't insects. And then I went to Blathers and he actually stated that, that crabs aren't insects. And I was like that's awesome you know i like i like how it's so accurate and it's teaching because like let's be honest you know we, we're 20 somethings playing this game but there's going to be a lot of kids playing animal crossing and it's it's nice to think it's kind of teaching them things about about animals and about yeah like i'm super excited for my niece to play i just started up her own profile so that she wouldn't have to start out a tent because the thing with new horizons is you are going to the uh, Tom Nook's deserted island package. <laughs> so you arrive there and 
there's nothing. There's just his tent and you set up your own tent and you have to pay off with a new feature. Normally, the whole thing with Animal Crossing is you move somewhere, Tom Nook buys you, builds you a house and says, pay up. <laughs> this cost me money. I need my money back. But he kind of lets you pay in your own time. So a lot of people are like, oh, you're in debt. And I'm like, yeah, on a no interest loan that he's not in a hurry to pick up. It's fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How do we know there's no interest? I mean, he's not, we don't know the cost of these houses, Rebecca. This is a point of contention for me. You know, I think, in, I think in, Tom Nook could in, be ripping it yeah, off. But like, I mean, no interest in that you have all the time in the world to pay it off. It does never increases in price, ever. That's that's true, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I owe Tom Nook for my final house expansion, and I just I don't, I don't know if I'll ever pay him. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I might just just sit on that credit for for life, and um, because yeah, no, he, he never comes looking for it. And for when you arrive on your deserted island, um, there's a new feature in New Horizons called Nook Miles. So these are rewards uh, in a different form of currency that is not microtransaction. You do it for doing things in the game, like watering flowers and um, planting trees <laughs> and catching fish, which you're doing anyway. But also for weird stuff like... Um, uh, what was the one you did, Carl? What was it? Shoot a balloon into the lake? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that got me got me a, a nice nickname for my um, passport, which was Klutz. Yeah. Um, which I, I I think it's fitting for me to be honest. But I mean, that's a good point. I like the the Nook Miles because I mean, you can it, it gives you kind of motivation to do the basics because you know the, the yeah. things you can do in in Animal Crossing day to day, as you said, you can catch fish, you can catch bugs, you can tend to your trees and and plants be that either planting new ones or in the case of trees you can shake them and sometimes money falls out of them or items which is weird but that's the thing that happens or you can cut them and get, and get your wood uh pro tip cut them with a stone axe rather than the actual axe because the actual oh axe yeah that chops them down and then you'll have to go and find new trees i did that i wiped basically all the trees off my island out and then had to go and find new trees and um, uh, when it comes to the stones don't hit it when you've had food because you'll destroy the rock and pro gamer tip dig three holes behind you and then hit it because you can hit them up to eight times and the first time you do that you'll get nook miles that is that is another that's a good tip look at that we're <laughs> even throwing tips into the review i mean what, what a what a worthwhile show well we have that, well that rock that rock tip is especially like if you're just thinking of getting the game uh quite early on you need a lot of iron nuggets and the only way to get them is through rocks, really. So to save you, like, I think you start with like two or three rocks on your island. So to be able to maximize the amount of that you get out of it is just like, it just saves you a lot of traveling to different islands and stuff, trying to get, I don't know, like spending days just to open a shop. Because <laughs> yeah. that shop is super important. That is that is a that, it is a good point because I actually destroyed all the rocks on my island and then yeah. I had to wait until new rocks grew because yeah. rocks can grow in Animal Crossing I think up to a maximum yep. of six rocks can can grow <laughs> in your island, um but I mean that that they are good tips so basically don't do what I did the things I did don't chop all your trees down don't do axe. what Donnie don't, don't does <laughs> yeah. 
that applies to me definitely because you'll 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 set yourself back a, a couple of days in terms of mm-hmm. of island development. Um, on top of that, you can socialize with your your villagers, and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about the villagers a little more in depth in a moment. But you can go chat to them. They they sometimes have beef with each other. They they sometimes give you items. They they sometimes just have funny little things to say to you. So and sometimes they have fleas. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, that's the only way to catch a flea in the game is if one of your villagers is infested with fleas and you have to sneak up with them and hit them with it <laughs> I don't even know that so I'm yeah. even getting tips from, from, from none of my you. villagers have had fleas yet and I'm weirdly disappointed I'm like come on Leopold just get a flea just come on just just <laughs> they'll, they'll have to go into quarantine and, and start wearing doctor masks Oh, there's there's been a very funny because of all the the quarantine stuff. Uh, one of the reactions there's uh, reactions in the game where your character can do like something like joy, where they just kind of like, oh, they kind of do a little sway with flowers. But one of the reactions is sne- is sneeze. <laughs> and now is about the time that a lot of people are getting to the point where their villagers are teaching them the sneeze reaction. I got it the other day, and I was like, whoa, social distancing, man. <laughs> 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 it's just like very weird time like the amount of clips I've seen already of like people like the villager coming up hey hey want to see something cool and then the villager just sneezes at you at them and they just like go running <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but um, it, it's uh, I, I mean that, that's you know that that's kind of just speaks to kind of all the reasons I like this game because you know it, it's kind of a game where the the actual gameplay is is fairly basic, as as we said. You know, you're catching fish or whatever. But you know, people are making their own fun with it within the game. And obviously, we're going to talk about the the multiplayer and the creativity and the ways in which people are doing that. But I mean, that that's what I love. I, I spend just as much time reading about things that that people have created or done in the game uh, as I do actually playing the game. And I, I think it's just so entertaining and mm. it's it's you know especially considering the situation we're currently in how, how people are, are using this game as as kind of a way of, of connecting with each other and that and it's just it's 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 just great to see to be honest um but in 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 terms of the the everyday play as well is there anything we miss oh you can go to like kind of deserted little islands and that's kind of as, mm. as Rebecca mentioned earlier obviously you start with one fruit that's your native fruit but to get the other fruits to get like bamboo trees and things you have to go to other islands like and yeah you can either generated. yeah they're called the mystery islands and that's one reason you like you it's still after you pay off your initial nook mile death for your house you want to keep getting nook miles because like a ticket to a mystery island is 2000 nook miles but you can also use the same Dodo Airlines. <laughs> it's an, it's a seaplane run by two Dodos who are very, very cute. Um, then you can also visit your friends' islands. So I visited a friend of mine and he had like nearly every fruit except cherries and oranges. So before Carl even had the game, I had nearly all of them. And I when he said he had peaches, I'm like, I suppose I'll do. <laughs> and I was there like sending him fruit. <laughs> it's like, here you go. Here's this type. Here's this type. Don't, don't sell it. Plant it. <laughs> and um, the big thing about getting the other types of fruit is 
your non-native fruit sells for a lot more on your island. So P- Carl has peaches. I've got pears. I will take a lot of my pears, go to Carl's Island and just sell them all. And I will get like four times the price than if I sold them on my island or something like that. Capitalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that, that's a, a, a good point. Like the the, the kind of well, there's no kind of set story or levels in the game because that's not the kind of game it is. You're you're always striving for improvements, be that either expanding your own island or indeed kind of improving, or so your own house, or indeed improving the island itself by adding kind of more houses to, to attract more villagers or kind of landscaping. And obviously at first you only have access to a little small area of the island, but later on you get a pole which allows you to jump across rivers and you get a ladder which allows you to climb up cliffs. And then even a few days on from that, you can build bridges and ramps which, which let you access those things more easily. Now, I was fortunate in that Rebecca came to my island and was like, here's a ladder and here's a pogo stick type thing so you can <laughs> get across the island with ease. So I was kind of a couple of days ahead in that sense. And, and similarly, as you said, when you go to these islands to gather these fruit, that's one of your aims. But I just had them given to me by Rebecca, which is lucky because I'm lazy. But a lot of people, obviously, when they come in, they have those goals and their goals for them constantly to strive to. And it means it takes them a few days to, to get to these milestones. And then obviously there's always a new milestone to, to go for. Um, Kind of you want to attract like the the store at one point they they mentioned they want to set up nooks cranny the shop and you have to go out and gather 30 of each wood and 30 iron so that they can build a store there's another store the able sisters that make clothes they come to your house and and will 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 come on to visitors but they're they're one particular visitor and then you'll you have to spend a certain amount in their shop and then uh, as they visit over a couple days and then they'll they'll want to set up permanently and then kind of the the ultimate goal is to have the infamous KK, KK Slider. That's KK, his name. Yeah, KK Slider. He is a white pa- little poochie and he is actually named for the uh, creator of Animal Crossing, KK. Um, let me just look up that name again. Um, yeah, so he's based on uh, the Katsura. video game composer, yeah, uh, Kazumi to- Totaka, and uh, his na- Japanese name, uh, Totakeke, um, is a contraction of uh, basically his surname and then K, his first name. So that just became KK. So he's then KK Slider because <laughs> he was the video game composer for the original Animal Crossing. I, I didn't even know that. Like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, it's it's he's he's been a staple for every single game, and uh, to the point like in the current uh, in New Horizons, he's like a local celebrity. He's the first person you meet when you start up the game. He talks you through and like, you know, hey, things are it's it's gonna be it's scary starting something new, but you'll make it through, and maybe you'll make some new friends along the way. Like, just chill. It's gonna be fine, and you're like. Thanks, KK. <laughs> and um, like Tom Nook uh, is then just like, we really want KK Slider to come play uh, in 
this place in on the island. So uh, if you could just like, you know, make it look nicer and get people to come along so that he'll come see us. <laughs> like we really want to see him. Uh, so and you say that's the end goal and it's only the end goal because I think there's no other place they could have put credits than when KK Slider plays a concert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, mean, I can't think of any other place they could have put it. Yeah, I mean, we, we call it an end because credits roll and it, it's kind of the last time I'd say where someone in the game kind of tells you to do something like it's, it's yeah. the last thing Tom, Tom yeah, Locke like, asks you to do. Tom, Tom Locke is just like real, just like, I don't know, make this your own now. Like every time I talk to him, I'm like, what should I do? And he's like, hmm, I honestly don't know what to tell you. And I, I mean, it's like, you know, to, to get KK to come, you have to get a, a three star island and and in order to do that obviously you've, you've got to kind of add more villagers and kind of add some cool items to, to your island and I mean, not leave stuff lying around on the ground carol yeah actually that's a, i had a one star island for a long time and then i cleaned up my island and then it suddenly became three star just without me having to really add anything so i mean keep keep your island clean another another pro tip there don't don't just don't just leave everything on the ground <laughs> but i mean that's another way in which um the the nook miles kind of come into play in that you know there's certain recipes for for items that kind of belong on your island rather than inside your house that mm. you can only get exclusively from the the nook miles from redeeming them and and also there's items that you can't get the recipes for but you can you can get the items from paying with nook miles they they take quite a lot but they're pretty cool items I mean, you can get like a godzilla type Statue yeah, and the Godzilla, like you buy that directly with the Nook Miles, but the recipe, the top recipe is for a robot hero. <laughs> Which, yeah, that that's like my, I was going to mention that naked. actually, that's like my ultimate goal. And I'd say like, I barely have any of the materials, so it's going to take a long time to be able to build that robot. Yeah, I, I, just, build that I, just, robot. I just looked it up now and I'm like, oh, so that's what the rusted parts are for. Because <laughs> I've got like three of them and I'm like what do I use these for? Because no other recipe has come up yet that uh, has it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that's what they're for. Yeah, well, I mean, that you've been playing so much for, for about a month now and, and you've only got three of them. So I think you need yeah. 30 for the recipe. For the recipe. So that'll yeah. tell you like, how long it's going to take to be able to get that robot, which will probably be the last thing you, you probably build in the game. Um, but, I mean, there, there are, as, as Rebecca kind of suggested, there while the the credits roll on KK Slider's first gig, there we go. It's his first gig. He he comes every Saturday, and there's certain like I mean the game soundtrack is you know kind of tied to KK songs, and and you buy KK songs from like a mail order catalog, and it's yeah. completely random as to <laughs> which how, one you to, get, which, which one, one you get. get is available each day because the catalog changes every day, and every day I. I go on and I look through the catalogue and I see which KK Slider song I can add to my collection. And I'm probably going to end up getting two of each just so I can hang them up on the wall too. <laughs> <laughs> we have a KK super fan here. But I mean, I, I actually hit like 14 yesterday. And I thought, I bet you the I only need like one more, which is probably the song he gives you for doing the gig. And then I looked it up and there's like 60 or 70 songs. So <laughs> it's going to take a while to get them. And I know there's like three or four on top of the one he gives you for his first gig, which you get randomly after he does gigs. If he plays that song, he sends it to you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of uh, songs to get, you know, so you've got to kind of attend more KK uh, gigs. Obviously, you're, you're going to have to spend a lot more time fishing and hunting for bugs if you want to 
finish off your Critterpedia, you know, as you said, it's a three-star rating to get KK to come, but you can get a five-star island. And yeah. I mean, I've seen, what? what's your island now, Rebecca? Are you up to four? No, I'm still at three. Well, I mean, that I've seen your island. Your island is amazing. And I visited some other islands that like are a little more advanced because they've been playing longer. But your island is like immense. The amount of effort you've put into your <laughs> island is is insane. And it's a three-star island. So that, I yeah. think that's a testament to how long it'll take people to get a five-star island. So there's a lot of reasons to keep keep playing this game. And I mean, that kind of brings me on to, to the next point to speak about, which is kind of the seasonal events. Like kind of the not, not just like events that are seasonal, but also then just, you know, kind of the timed events like kind of the the visitors you know you've got your weekly visitors but you've also got kind of visitors that only come periodically you know maybe four times a year and that kind of thing so the the reasons to log back into the into the game yeah there's real longevity in all kind of animal crossing games because they do because they're all linked to that internal clock they all have these kind of like okay it's coming up to Easter, it's coming up to Christmas, or it's, you know, the first Saturday of the month and that sort of thing. So we just actually, I know we said that KK Slider is there every Saturday once you unlock them. That can change because the first KK Slider visit most people had was um, pushed to the Friday because we had our first ever fishing tournament. Uh, in Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is a scheduled event and it happens four times a year. And this little otter called, uh, what was it, Cece? He's not a uh, cat. No, he's an otter. I he's a cat. No, he's a beaver. <laughs> he's a beaver. Because he's got the tail and he, you know, he's fish related. Oh, I didn't even know. It's like CJ or something. Uh, anyway, he comes. Um, he comes along and is like, okay, I'm going to give you three minutes. I want you to catch at least CJ. Yeah. He, uh, I want to catch, catch like as many fish as you can in those three minutes. And oh, it was like uh, a rush to just like get from the center of my island to where the, to where the ocean was to just be like, fish, 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 fish. And uh, I eventually walked out with about like 150 points. Because I had to keep going back and forth. So I got like every item he was offering as a prize. And I now have a bronze trophy. You needed 300 <laughs> to catch in a day. Yeah, I, I was very much the same. I think I played it for, you know, the, the best part of two hours. I managed to get the 40, 14 prizes off him. But I only got about 150 points. I got a bronze trophy and I need like 300 for the gold. So I, I probably would have had to play for at least three hours. Kind of non non-stop fishing to to get a gold trophy yeah. so and i mean that as we said that happens four times a year and i'd guess i could be wrong but i guess there'll be unique prizes maybe they won't swap at all 14 but I, I think they'll probably cycle in some new ones I'd, yeah i'd like to think they would um and it's interesting because you're gonna get different types of fish as well because as i said they ch- like it changes up throughout the year uh like for example after this month, the blue marlin and tuna won't be available until like next winter. I don't think I've caught either of them, so I should really get fishing off that catch, pier. Catch those two things. Well, that's it. I never go on the pier, but I mean, um, 
Yeah, and, and CJ will, will show up randomly on your island. He showed up on my island yesterday and gave me like a fishing challenge. And I think yeah. you can trade, if you have three of the fish, you can trade it to him and you'll get like an ornament of that fish, which you can display in your house. It's pretty cool. There's also a, a bug equivalent of CJ. Can't remember his yeah, name. He's his name is, uh, yeah, he's Flick. And technically, Flick is the one that makes your fish sculpture. But CJ is just collecting it. <laughs> oh, because he, he makes the yeah, because he makes yeah. the bug ones. That's a good point. Yeah, so he collects them, and the great thing about those is not only that they will actually buy your fish and insects respectively for a higher price than the shop as well. So it's kind of like a big deal when they arrive. It's like, oh, ooh, what do I want a sculpture of? Because you can only get one sculpture each visit. <laughs> Because if you try and do another one, they're like, I'm still working on it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a pain. Because so mm. then you're just randomly waiting for him to show up again. I hate, I, yeah. hate the, I just don't have the patience. <laughs> but, uh, but that's the thing, this game is all about patience. That's very true, very true. This and, game is like, you, you can't, there is no speed run to Animal Crossing. No, people have tried. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get on to, the, to that in a moment, the, uh, the, the Marty McFlyers of, of this world. <laughs> but um, as well as CJ and, and Flick, um, there, there are kind of weekly visitors. There's, uh, you know, the infamous Daisy May who, who sells the turnips. Oh. Tur- turnips are kind of like the, the, the stock market of... Um, <laughs> or the stock market, <laughs> yeah. as it's um, colloquially known. I mean, that's that's kind of a way, obviously, you, you buy the turnips, the price is completely random that you buy them on on a Sunday. And then from Monday onwards, you can sell them. You get two different prices a day. It can go up, it can go down. I mean, you could buy them for as low as, you know, about, I think the lowest I've seen is 90. And then you could you could sell them for as high as 599, I think is the max. Um, but you can make a massive profit there. And obviously, if you're clever, you could just buy them on your island you know, this day and age, go on a Discord group and find someone who has them selling for five nine nine and make and a different time zone and boom, yep, you can make billions in a day. And that's exactly what I did last weekend. To give that's what we both did last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a stressful experience, and we'll get on oh to that when we gosh. talk about the the uh, the multiplayer, um, kind of the, the way in which that works. You know, it's, it's not something I'd want to be doing weekly. You know, no. I don't think we're gonna have any Animal Crossing billionaires from it anytime soon. Billionaires. They'd have to have a hell of a lot of patience. Um, but it's 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 a nice little feature in a way, kind of to 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 play the stock market as as they say um you've got other visitors like a a guy who comes and sells shoes and um a camel that sells rugs Rugs and and mysterious wallpaper and floor And, you know, it, it kind of gives you a reason to log in on those days. It, it's it's kind of somewhat comparable to, to Xur for anyone who played Destiny like I would have. I, I think that's a, a good good touch mark for it. So it's, it's a nice little reason to, to log in on a weekly basis to kind of to hit these characters. And, you know, we also have then the, the seasonal events. Like we, we just got through the Easter event, which was... A mixed, it was a mixed, mixed bag. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mixed bag. Um, yeah, when that started, it was like, oh, this is exciting. Oh, my God, why are there eggs everywhere? My inventory is eggs. My life is eggs. That's just what it was. Everything you hit popped out a type of egg. Uh, yeah. along the material, I mean, And it was just an influx of eggs. Every fish was just an egg. 
uh, and it got to the point where the developers had to patch it because everyone was like, there's too many eggs. Yeah, I mean, when you're fishing for a certain type of fish and you're just catching eggs, now obviously you could use bait, but, you know, bait's, bait's like a commodity that runs out and then you're having to, to look around for clams to turn into bait. So you don't really want to be yeah, using the clam, bait the clams don't stack. The clams don't stack in your inventory and you can't bulk craft. So you're there, like, the amount of times I've sat like watching a YouTube video with the switch at the side, not even looking at it, just pressing A over and over again while I craft bait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the eggs were, were definitely a, a mixed experience, but I still like the way that it's it's a feature in the game and that, that you know, we had Zipper kind of popping along to our, to our island across the, the few days running up to Egg Day, as they call it, Easter. And I'm, I'm looking forward kind of in the future. It's actually Bunny Day. To, oh, bunny whatever. day. So where to get where to get? See, I've got eggs on the brain. Bunny day. Yeah. yeah that's, see, that's eggs, eggs. We'll never, we'll never forget eggs. No, <laughs> no. It, it, if I see another egg again, it'll be too soon. I actually found an egg hidden behind a tree on my island. So did I, and I was like, oh my god, no! I thought I got rid of you all. Yeah, I, th- I thought I'd freed myself of eggs, but it, it was, it was cool, and you had all the little egg recipes and you know strangely they didn't think of having a male equivalent outfit so my character was running around in a dress for a couple of days but and a bonnet you were adorable <laughs> it was very cute i, th- I think we, we have some photos of it yeah, we do. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking forward now to you know i wouldn't be a massive easter fan but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing kind of what they do for halloween and christmas i'm sure there'll be events for those and there's there's a lot of little small Smaller events. I mean, concurrently with the Easter event, there was kind of a cherry blossom event where your some of your trees turned into cherry blossom trees, and you had cherry blossom themed recipes that you had to, to kind of gather the catch the just, cherry blossoms and, and make just gone gone and it was gone just so soon. And we actually have a Earth Day coming up as well on the twenty second. Yeah, I've seen that. There's a lot of rumours that that could lead to some kind of enhancements mm-hmm. for the museum. Uh, a lot of kind of, there's, there's been a bit of code on that um, discovered, which which seems to relate to the museum. So it'd be cool to see what they, they do with that. But it's just, uh, I love the way they kind of give you reasons to keep returning to the game. You know, even mm. like someone who doesn't play on a daily basis, you know, kind of, because you don't have to, you know, they could just get a word from, from a friend that like this event's coming up and then they can just jump on and, and enjoy those, that event, which, which is really cool. Um, but speaking of those who don't have the patience to wait, um, there are what are, is referred to as, as time traveling, which is another way to play the game for those who don't want to kind of play it day to day. You can jump forward in, in time to, to get to a, a point later on where you'll have access to to things that you, you otherwise wouldn't. For example, your shop upgrades automatically after 30 days, but some people have already time traveled to, to get their shop early. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not how I want to approach the game, but I, I don't knock it. I can understand. Obviously, some people don't want, to, don't want to have to play the game across months and they want to be able to finished their critopedia up early. I mean, well, what's your your take on on time travel? I like I honestly don't blame them. Um because I get so impatient, but I'm trying to work on my patience. Uh just as a personal goal of just being like you don't have to do everything at once. So, I just kind of like I try my absolute best to just not 
time travel and I haven't done it yet even though I was like so tempted uh, I was moving a lot of houses around because I as I said I set up my niece's house and I wanted us to be neighbours but that required moving my house and then moving it back <laughs> and then I wanted to move the museum like two squares backwards but I couldn't do that I had to move it to somewhere else and then move it back so and I can only move one building a day so it was a whole thing but I persevered and did it over several days instead of just being like I'm just gonna move everything uh, and I'm just gonna time travel back and forth and an actual fun aspect is you can't get everything from time traveling you cannot do the seasonal events when time traveling if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, that's true, actually, because they're, they're, they're patches. Like, they're, yeah. they're rolled out in updates, so you couldn't just jump, across, jump ahead to Christmas and be like, oh, there's a Christmas event. I mean, maybe if they put in the update kind of a, a week or two ahead of time, People could jump yeah. ahead to Christmas then and get the event early. That is a possibility, but you're you're never going to be able to do it. Like in April, you're never going to be able to jump to December and have Christmas trees. It, it, they kind of have it locked behind updates, which which is a good thing in that way because least... yeah, because because then at least like you're not spoiling everything that's going to happen, and it gives them time to work on things like because it is something that's not going to happen for several months so they're like oh well, if we want to do a little few changes and they're pretty good with keeping their updates as well because as i said they patched out how many um damn eggs there were <laughs> in uh the bunny day as i have in my notes the bunny day fiasco 
um, because there was just so many, they patched it out like pretty quick. And there are some things I think they would, they might release in future patches, but that one had to come first because it was a limited event. So they were just like, okay, we got to fix this now. This is our first event. This is going bad. Let's fix it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they were they, they were kind of on the ball with that. They, they heard the feedback and they acted. And um, actually, while we're on that point, I mean, there are definitely, you know, well, while we're enjoying this game a lot, there are definitely some criticisms, criticisms to be had in, in terms of general kind of quality of life features that, that seem mm. to be lacking. I mean, you, you were talking about uh, kind of the, the dodos earlier that run the airport. I mean, it's it, quite frankly ridiculous how much you have to, to kind of input when talking to them to be able to get on a travel, like to, to be able to get on a plane yeah. and go somewhere. I mean, I, I think that could, could, could be shortened somewhat. And you also touched on kind of the lack of, of being able to, to multi-craft and, you know, kind of the, the clams not stacking, kind of just yeah, like all these little things that, that could make a massive difference in, in terms like, of not infuriating me. Yeah, there's there's no other way to get fish bait other than crafting, which I think is ridiculous. Like, sell it, like, have CJ sell it. You know, someone who's there rarely and probably sells it for, like, quite a price. But I got the bells. <laughs> like, yeah. give, give my, my time is worth more than my bells. Um, So, but other than that, you have to go up and down the beach and with your shovel. And every time some... A little clam like there's a like a squirt of water and that's where you have to dig and during it was the lead up to the end of March there was a fish leaving that I didn't have so I would spend my nights watching TV and having my little villager go up and down the beach just uh, on the east side of my island because that is key I found Manila clam territory on my island is just there's loads of beach and there's loads of clams so I'm just there digging and digging and it does um, it does the same animation every single time with the text so the amount of times I've I've just like glossed over the words it's a Manila clam it's my favourite flavour of clam yeah, it, it was it's kind of cute favorite the first flavor few of times, yeah. and, then, and then it kind of got a little, little dull. I mean, which, and I, I, I think wild because there is only so far I've seen one text that changes for something you catch, and it's that? the squid. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. I've that's seen true. three. I've seen three different pieces of text because a lot of when you catch fish and catch bugs, there's puns. And my friend was feeling low, and he doesn't have Animal Crossing, so I would send him pictures of the puns. And um, I sent him one, and I was like, "Oh, I caught um, a squid earlier. I forgot to take a picture of it." And I was like, "Wait a second, that's that's a different one than I saw earlier. This is weird. It's the only one I've seen that has uh, changing." Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like they had three good suggestions and they just couldn't decide which one to use. So they're just like, put, put them all in. Yeah. <laughs> why, why not? But, but I mean, uh, I, I, there's I think, other... Oh, sorry, go on. I, I think the bait is, is kind of the, the prime example because so many aspects of it, you know, it's, it's a pain to find the clams. It's a pain that the clams don't 
uh, stack and then it's a pain that you can't multi-craft like 10 bait at once you have to be like yeah. press a press a press a press a i mean this game hammers your a button i mean i i don't i, I think i think by the time i'm finished playing animal crossing my a button on on my right Joy-Con will be loose because you just press it. Yeah. So oh, we don't have to, we don't have to worry about console dr- like like controller drift. We have to worry about broken A buttons. <laughs> exactly, and uh, it's the same as I said with, with talking to the the guys in the airport. Seem to be the it's really talking to anyone to be honest, but talking to people in the the airport is worse. And you know when you I've done it a few times when you accidentally pick the wrong option, and then oh, you yeah. have to painstakingly press B and then go back and do all the A's all over again and hope that you pick the right option and get on the plane you want to be on or otherwise it, it, it'll it'll just drive you mad. It doesn't, see I don't think that bothers me as much unless you're trying to get some to someone's island uh, as we were doing during our stock market uh, craze on Sunday trying to get good prices because well, only one person can travel to an island at a time and not a single person on that island can be in dialogue at the time someone is traveling. So when someone opens up their island for people to come along and sell their turnips, it's a free for all. You're there hammering a going, am I going to get in? Am I going to get in? Am I going to get in? Okay, I got in. Oh, I got disconnected. Great. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's an, you know, um, it's a good point to kind of move on to the, to the multiplayer and we'll, you know, start on the negative side of, of things. You know, I, I yeah. don't know whether it's, you know, an issue with the, the servers or that, but it, it's not a great experience. You're, you're trying to connect, you know, it's it, you're getting that error message, that error message, that error message. And, you know, luckily with that, you can just keep saying, try again, try again, try yeah. again. But you eventually might get in and then literally as you drop on their island you might disconnect and then you're or or someone else is coming so you get you take one step and then everything pauses while you watch something else come in that's it like i literally the other day was trying to get someone's island sell turnips and i got on the island someone else joined had to go and watch the animation of their the loading screen for their plane coming and then watch Mm -hmm. their plane fly across the sky and that kind of thing they came down then someone left the island, so I had to yeah. watch the animation of <laughs> them the leaving. Then another person came, and then some bizarre reason, the two people that had came after me were somehow ahead of me then, and the yeah. two of them ran in the store first and talked to, to Timmy and Tommy, and I had to wait on that. Uh, to rub salt in the wounds, I had to wait until they were done so that I could sell my turnips. It, it's It's... You need a lot of patience, and yeah. you know, as I said, the servers aren't the, the the tightest, so you can disconnect. I remember actually one person who graciously let both myself and Rebecca come to their island to sell turnips. Um, I hadn't actually told them that Rebecca was coming. <laughs> I just gave their code to her, which don't do that again. Don't no. do what I do on this game. Even e- even even but... I was just like, you should not have done that. I was like. <laughs> did you tell them I was coming? Like, and he's just like, no, it's fine. And I'm like, it's really not fine. I, I apologize. And, and, you know, I, I was, they were cool about it, but as they, they said themselves, the servers aren't the best. And oftentimes, you know, some people prefer to just have one person at a time to, to make sure the servers stay connected. And they don't, and then as well as that, like, don't like, you know, meander around the Island and like take stuff. Like there's real etiquette going yeah. on. 
yeah, no, with Animal Crossing. Island etiquette, you know, don't run on people's flowers, don't gather their stuff, don't don't buy the limited items from the store mm-hmm. in case they want to buy them. Um, you know, there's there, there's rules to be had, and it's like it's like visiting someone's house in real life. You know, you got to re- respect their home. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a smart call when people only let one or two people at a time because when, when people open up their island a free-for-all and just give a code to like 10 different people, it's crazy and you've got disconnects. I mean, I, I disconnected from an island like three times the other day and then mm-hmm. the person stopped playing. So, I mean, that was infuriating. <laughs> well, just what, really, what really annoyed me was I someone had lamented not getting one of the fishing tourney items. And I had won so many times, I had doubles. So I said, oh, well, which one of the bags is it you need? I can give it to you. And they were like, oh, it's this one. And I was like, okay. I thought I was just coming to their island, drop off the bag. I asked if I could check out their shop and that would be it. No, it was Sunday, and they had a low turnip price. So, million visitors. Yes. And it was a chaos. And I just, like, if I was there for turnips, fair enough. But I was, like, going out of my way to give this person a limited edition item. (laughs) Like, a limited item. And I was like, you think you could have held off on inviting your friends over until I did this? And then opened the code up, especially because they had to give me three codes because of disconnection. So it's like, you'd think you'd just give it to me. Let me do it and then let me leave because I'm not here for turnips. Yeah, I mean, as I touched on earlier, the, the, the turnip thing is a great way of making money. And, you know, if you, you kind of if you uh, let, let's abuse it somewhat and you can mm. make a lot of money, like I made four and a half million bells on the weekend. But. I would not be doing that every weekend because, no. you know, it was literally, I was there for about two hours and it was, I, I wasn't getting to play the game. I wasn't getting to do the stuff I had to do on my island. I was just waiting, trying to get onto islands and, you know, it's, it's, it's infuriating. And, and that's not a knock on the people. They're very Who do? gracious to let people yeah. on the island. You know, there is a tipping system where people will, will leave islands often. They'll leave nook tickets or, you know, someone might say, look, I want some, some wood, wood. Or whatever. But it's still probably stuff they could easily get themselves just simply playing the game. So yeah. they're, they're not really gaining much from it. Now, I think probably as the time goes wild, on... The wild thing is when I see people offer bells. And I'm like... Well, that's it. I've I seen someone offer 200k, and I wouldn't be surprised if there comes a point where people are, are demanding kind of high amounts for this, which you can't really blame them when you're making millions off of coming to their island. But And especially the hassle that it is. It, that's it. It's just going to put you off even more, in, in, in my opinion, personally, if I have to pay yeah, I, 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 to go through that. I think we're just going to keep it up where we just keep monitoring our own prices and then like just our friends. Because it is ideal in that sense when you have like a group of friends that, uh, oh, my my turnip prices are really low today. And like, oh, well, I have a really high turnip price. Like like they're selling, they're buying them for really high. So it's like, oh, well, I'll just come for a visit and then you can just kind of have a little tour around and yeah. hang out. Because we cannot hang out physically at the moment. But we visit each other's islands, and that's how we hang out these days. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's a nice means to an end to be able to just go and see, especially your island, because it, it literally changes every day. It seems so. There's always something new to see, and it, it's it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think we once see... went we once went on Discord, so I gave him like 
a audio tour <laughs> and it was like so this is my orchard uh this is leopold we don't like him this is where our favorite villagers live <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tangy and, Tangy and Marina live here. They are our favourites. They are precious. <laughs> they live in the the upper class part of town. Uh, it's yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's really fun to be able to visit people, and you can also kind of like again, as I said, this game's a lot of it is about making your own fun. And we said like there's there's an in game fishing competition, but people can go. We had fishing competitions one night and you know you can you can do things like who can catch the most fish in a certain time period who catches the most expensive fish after like 10 casts yeah and and who who makes the most money from selling their fish that they caught in you know a certain amount of time or a certain amount of catches you know it's 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 pretty cool similar people do it with bugs and obviously once you get an item which is the the stopwatch in game you you can actually use that then and there's a a clock comes up which which makes it easier for you to time things so it's all about i didn't know that yeah, I, I, I noticed it when I was watching a stream and I was like, how do you get the clock? And then when I visited someone's island, there. Yeah, I seen that in their shop. Selling yeah. The, selling the, the item. Yeah. So, oh my God, for once I knew something you didn't know. Yay! This isn't going to happen again. So I'm going to no, cherish no. this moment. But um, I mean, <laughs> I've also seen people play hide and seek on their islands, which is super cute. I hadn't even thought. Have you of that, seen that? That no, no, but that's something you could do, and yeah, I mean that's that's the fun of it, really. You do you do make your own your own fun, and again, it's because you're you're there's no real tied game modes or anything like that, so it's it it's kind of it's a lot about creativity, which is definitely something I want to touch on. But actually, you know, we we mentioned a lot of people's names here, so I kind of want to just talk briefly in the characters. I love the villagers. The, the villagers and the characters aren't too in-depth in Animal Crossing, but I think they still still deserve a, a little bit of a, a lime out there. So let, let's start with the man himself, Tom Nook. Tom Nook. What's, what's your take on Tom Nook? Uh, when, I first, when I first met him in uh, Wild World, wasn't a fan. But you know what? Daddy Tom Nook. Like he he he's the boss man. He puts hot coffee in his pocket because if you interrupt a villager while they're doing something, they'll just put whatever they had in their pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen him several times at the resident service having a sip of coffee and then automatically into the pocket it goes. And it's like that's uh it's probably quite warm there, Tom. But uh, yeah, he's a tanuki and he is a master craftsman. And actually, you know, do you know why all the items, uh, all the furniture are leaves? No. It's because it's based on Tom Nook and the Tanuki myths in Japan. Um, They have like magic transformation powers and leaves. Oh, are so it's, it's like a Mario. Hmm? Mario, he... If yeah, he he, leaf, if you catch the leaf. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. I never even yeah. actually made that connection. It makes so much sense and, now that you put that <laughs> And do you also realize Tom Nook Inc. Tanuki? <laughs> it, yeah. It's funny that all the little kind of little um, things they they kind of still play on words that they, they yeah. put into this game. But uh, yeah, no, I mean t- Tom Nook, he's he's he, I, I like how he, he does things. I think when when he's got the the tent. Before you get the, the permanent building for resident services, he's got like a little mini golf set. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I'd love to have that in my job. Just, just playing, uh, playing a bit but, of mini golf. What I loved before he has the mini golf set, because he only gets that after Nook's cranny is built. And that's where Timmy and Tommy, his uh, a, 
like some say they're his nephews, I, but I think they're adopted nephews. Like you just kind of take them under his wing. Um, but before they have their own place, one of them during the day wanders around. But when it's finished, he's actually in the tent with Tom and he's sitting on a pillow reading a book. <laughs> And it's the cutest thing ever. And I'm like, I kind of miss seeing it. I remember when I first started and every every night I'd go in and I'm like, oh, because they're just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, but, you know, Tom Nook's not left on his own too, too long. I mean, the, his, his assistant, Isabel, eventually moves onto your island. She's probably one of the most famous Animal Crossing uh, characters, you know, thanks to her appearance in, in Smash Brothers. I mean, she she's kind of like a almost klutzy, may I say, kind of character, a bit, bit ditzy, a bit, you know. She's she's she's, she's quite, precious. quite endearing. Yeah, she's quite endearing. Yeah, so it's between like Tom Nook, Isabel, and KK in terms of like who are the mascots. They're the kind of three main figures who have been in it all every single time. Blathers is up there, but he's not as recognizable as say Tom Nook, Isabel, or KK. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we mentioned Bladders earlier. I mean, I, I love Bladders. He's he's an owl, and he, uh, there's not much much more we could say about him than than we already touched on. Yeah. Earlier, but he teaches you facts. I mean, it, it's it's awesome. Um, and then we we've talked a lot about kind of the the visitors about uh CJ and uh Flick, Flick. and and um Daisy May and that. I mean, do, yeah. do you notice Daisy May has like a big snot hanging out of her yep. nose? <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a bit awkward when I talked to her the first time. I was like, I must wish I could offer her a tissue. Japan, man. <laughs> <laughs> she should be wearing a mask, you know. But uh, yeah, like so we 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 don't we already, not shame the young pig. We already touched on them, but you know, let's talk a little bit about the villagers. You know, kind of the main attraction, and you know, what amazes me is the pure amount of visitors there, or villagers there are. Because, like, I have entirely different villagers to you. I, I thought they're the least, you know, I have, I think I have nine now. You probably have ten. No, I, I don't have that many. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I did, I had six, seven. I have seven. Seven. Well, anyway, like, I mean, and I don't think we have any crossover yet. And I thought by the end, or close to, and we got to this point, let's say, that we'd have one or two crossover, but we don't. And I've been to other people's islands selling turnips and that. And obviously, I'm not going around finding all their villagers, but I'm, I'm encountering one or two of them. And again, I'm not seeing that crossover. So there seems to be a lot of villagers. You know, obviously, there's, there's the different animal types. And then I think, is there a male and female for each, or is there even more Yeah. There's male, female, and even just like different versions. Like there's a robot uh, version of the frog. Uh, I have one of the oddest cats, and I love her. Her name is Tangy, and she's basically an orange. <laughs> so like her skin is literally like dappled like an orange, and uh, her name is Tangy. You know, like a citrus fruit. Yeah. Um, and yeah. has like very like leaf hair as well like i'm trying to look up a quick picture here and because uh, I, I i looked up the list uh yeah her her hair is a leaf like she just has a leaf on the top of her head 
Yeah, no, I've seen her when I've come to to Ireland. She's she's pretty cool. And and I adore her. She is my best friend and she helps keep me sane. Uh, okay, so villager list, New Horizons. Uh, there are 391 animal villagers in New Horizons, not including special characters. So that that doesn't surprise me at all. I was actually going to Google that. You beat me to it. I mean, <laughs> and that that's why we're we're probably not seeing any crossover. I mean, I actually happen to have two monkeys, which surprised me. Of a male and a female, um, but you know, other than that, and all my other villagers are all different animals. And I mean, they they've all got their own little personalities, and some of them are sporty. Some of them like to sing. Some of them are kind of lazy and just like to relax and you know kind of, they're all little, little individuals and every character has their own catchphrase i mean one of mine is a uh, he's an alligator or a crocodile i'm not sure which probably an alligator i'd say um called alphonse and because of that his because he's kind of italian his uh catchphrase is it's a me so <laughs> that's that's pretty cute i, I like talking to him and like uh I, yeah i have bertha the hippo and i sent you a picture when i found her and i was like do i want her and then i said her catchphrase is bloop she is mine yeah. <laughs> i was just like you're so cute bertha and like your your villagers will you get two villagers to start and they start out in tents like you and then you, yeah they're, you kinda, they... they are always a jock and a sisterly type. Yeah, so... like uh, mine was a little mouse, I think that that uh likes to say cardio and he's he's always working out and talking about people's muscles. And yeah, um... I yeah my hamster uh, Hamlet he is a jock type and he's just like yeah. How, how's it going, Hammy? Uh, you just gonna go working out? Feel that burn? Yeah, and um, then you get your your uh, then your next three villagers. I think you meet each of them when you go to an island, uh, like one mm-hmm. of the, the small islands. You'll meet them there, and you can chat to them and invite them back to your island. And then beyond there, you'll either get villagers when you build a house. One will just randomly buy it and move into it, or people can visit your campsite and you go and chat to them and convince them to join. I actually had my latest one, Rodeo, who's a kind of demonic looking moose. Um, he he made I me play card bull. games with him. And yeah, he's a yes. bull actually, that's true. Di- you, uh, I got Diana the deer and she had me do the exact same thing. And and Rodeo actually, like, he actually, I, I beat him and got like a, a, a shirt and then he beat me. So I missed out on another shirt. I beat him. I got a mic. And then when he started playing the game to get him to move, I actually lost it like five times in a row. And then he yeah, joined you, me anyway. No, I I actually eventually beat Diana, but you can just keep going. <laughs> yeah they never get it, it though you that's annoying as well like you'll, you'll talk to him and it's kind of random as whether he offers you the game or not and i yeah. had a point where he just kept saying the same four lines over and over and over and it was driving me crazy but eventually he just played the game and i lost and he came anyway but it's, yeah, it's cool how it kind of just, there's these little ways to to get them to come i'm sure there's more even than just that that little mini game uh but you see, it's crazy because do you know that uh, people are selling villagers on eBay? How can you sell a villager? So I'm not entirely sure. I think it involves like you moving, going to that island and trying to convince them to move to your island or 
I, I don't fully know, but I just know that people are obsessed with Raymond. So I looked it up to double check. And yes, indeed, I'm looking at an eBay page right now called Raymond Villager Animal Crossing New Horizons, selling for 50 bucks. That's insane. 50 yeah. bucks for a villager. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's nearly the price of the game. Like <laughs> A one in 391 or whatever it is chance of getting yeah. them. It's it's not exactly the odds aren't really with you on that one. Um, I I wouldn't personally pay to get a villager, but no, each to no, their as own. Ma- like mean, as it's... much as I love some of the villagers, uh, no, I would not pay money like real world money, even in game money, I wouldn't pay. Yeah, pro- probably not. It's just just not worth it. I mean, eventually you get you get tired of their little catchphrases anyway. So, and I mean, at least then you could you could uh, yeah, because no, there is another way to get um, villagers, and that's with the amiibo cards and the amiibos. That's that's true, actually. Yeah, I read a bit read a bit about that. Obviously, I don't have any amiibos myself. No, me neither. <laughs> so weird. I just do. was like. But if this is a podcast, we should probably mention the fact that you can get villagers uh, via Amiibos as well. You can also get um, villagers from um, some certain villagers that are exclusive if you ha- link your account to Pocket Camps. Isn't that correct? Uh, I'm not sure. I should probably go into my Pocket Camp and see if I can get Lily to move to my island, actually. <laughs> yeah, you might well be able to. I know there's like two or three, I think, that, that can only come from, from Pocket yeah. Camp. But, you know, as we've made clear, there are a lot of villagers. They, they're all got their own little quirks. And it's cool kind of to, when they move in to, to get to know them and see what they their kind of goofy look and their their little catchphrases and it's it's fun. It's a it's a nice little feature of and obviously one of the main features of of the yeah. game. Um, one thing I've, I've I've kind of we've been building up to talking about. We mentioned a few times is the creativity. Now I'm not the most creative person. Right now my flag is still just two lions. I want to make it a lion's head because my island is called Narnia, so I want my <laughs> my flag to be um a lion head. But I haven't quite looked up how to do that. But for someone like you know, uh, well I'm not one who gets too creative in games. I was never the one who designed cars and Forza or um, kind of spent hours designing my armor and Destiny or that kind of thing. But for the, there are a lot of people who love those kind of features and you would obviously be one of them as, you know, be, being an artist your, yourself, Rebecca, and you, you've dove quite deep into the, the creativity. So um, do, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I... Um, a big fan of the creativity I was like in a rush to unlock because there's two different types you have a little um, an app on your in-game phone your Nook phone that allows you to go into the uh, the, the designer app so you have two different types you have like just basic designs and then you can design clothes I was in such a rush to unlock the clothes Um, but my island is Fox Isle and uh, we have a fox sitting on an island as the flag. And I was so proud of that uh, to the point where I was able to put it as placemats on a picnic desk, picnic bench outside uh, the resident services. <laughs> um, and I've also designed some clothes. Uh, I would randomly uh, text Carl's like, hey, give me, an, a, give me like a Nintendo character or give me a Pokemon because I knew his favorite Pokemon was Growlithe. So I made him a Growlithe sweater. <laughs> And I awesome. made my friend a Totodile hoodie and uh, I made a Toad costume. 
which which I was wearing for days <laughs> running around dressed as Toad. It's also awesome. the It was the weirdest thing ever, though, because I left that up in my shop and then random villagers were walking around with mushroom heads. <laughs> I didn't like, even know that could happen. That's all. Yeah, they can go in and just buy your designs. Uh, Marina was wearing my growlet sweater and I nearly cried. <laughs> I was uh, like, oh my God. It's, it's but awesome. I I have done nothing in compared to what some people have done because the way you can manipulate it. Um, I showed you recently the person who recreated Johto from Pokemon. Yeah, that was amazing. And just all these different aspects. And I was like, oh my God. Like their whole island is Johto. And it was just like, what in the world? Yeah, like it, it looks like kind of like it looks like some straight out of the Pokemon games that the way they have it laid out and the way that like mm-hmm. the little kind of nods to the tall grass and that kind of thing. It's it's amazing. I'd, I'd, I'd recommend Googling it if you haven't seen it yet. And I, I've seen kind of a lot of other kind of things like that in terms of how people have, have laid out their islands and kind of the, the little costumes they made and stuff like that. The sky is the limit in terms of creativity. And and again, as I, I keep saying, I sound like a broken record, but this game is really, you know, it's the fun that you make. It. Yeah. And, and the, the creativity is a massive part of that. And it's great to see kind of yeah, what people are doing with it. Once, once you uh, unlock the Able Sisters store, you can start, you can like share the QR code for your designs on social media. So anyone in the world can like pick up your designs. So there's a lot of people just kind of like, oh, this is what I've designed. So even people who aren't that creative can get like some really cool stuff, like just for free from people like who have created it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I couldn't send you the QR code, but I did uh, buy you to my store and be like, here you go. You can buy them from here. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 amazing, really, and it, it's I've always liked that kind of aspects of, of of certain games that allow this kind of thing because it, it opens up to the door the door to creative people. Um, I mean, uh, another thing that you you can kind of customize is your as well as your island flag is your island tune, and I had no clue how to go about that, but I, I gather either. that that some people have gotten very creative and and created their own <laughs> kind of brought in like little team tunes and there's some there's someone it. I there's someone I uh, follow on Twitter and she said this has been entirely worth it because I've now made the little dog sing come out you black and tense. <laughs> and, and I, I, I mean, I, there you go. Like it's it's amazing what what people can do with it. Like it's just it's so clever. <laughs> Because um, Isabel will sing back the theme after you've composed it. And she just says like, oh, well, I do a little bit of singing. And she, in her cute little Animal Crossing voice, sings it back to you. And it's it's just really strange. Yeah, I've, I've <laughs> seen, it, so, I, I've seen like, a few online. They're just brilliant. So it, it's just, I, it always, it never fails to amaze me how people think of, of creating these things and then how they, they go about it. Like, and it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's it's quality like as, as i said you, you can spend as much time looking at what people have done in animal crossing online as you can actually playing the game if not more because yeah. there's just so much to, to see and so much that that people have done and i mean be a freak can... like me and do both at the same time <laughs> yeah. multitasking I, I, that's that's beyond me unfortunately but speaking of music um there is the actual music of the game and we already talked earlier about kk and about how his music plays a a large part in in 
in the game and kind of collecting it and and kind of play you can choose which one to play in your in your house on your little record player but i mean on on top of that there is the the kind of music that that's set into the game as well and and how the music kind of changes depending on the time of day and that so I mean, I know that's something that you 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 kind of took note of. Yeah, so, like, there's different music for every single hour of the day. Like, no matter what time you go on, it's different. And at not, like, in the morning, it's real, like, during the day, it's, like, real jazzy and upbeat. And at night, it just kind of starts to chill down with guitar, except for 3 a.m., which has a lot of whap noises. And I feel like an idiot every time the game catches me playing at 3 a.m. when I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> It'll go, Wah. And it was really strange because obviously it was quite late, so I had the volume down low. And when it, all the music is just like really quiet except for these wah wah. And I, for a second, I thought I was going mad and Waluigi was coming to get me. Like it was just like, what is going on? Um, but 5 a.m. is the start of a New Horizons day. And as much as I don't want to be up at 5 a.m., because uh, the first thing I do when I wake up is check New Horizons anyway. And uh the 5 a.m theme is actually my favorite it's just like real chill and real nice and all of the different times are up on youtube so you can kind of like play it and you can make like a playlist of them and stuff i'm not sure if they're on spotify or anything like that i haven't checked yet but like i would play 5 a.m on loop (laughs) just for my whole morning just going this is nice um but even the villagers themselves like they'll start singing randomly in and it's super cute <laughs> it's like yeah, always like the same song and it's just like sometimes they'll just be one sitting on their own away from things or sometimes they'll all gather together in um these the like the center of your island and just all sing together and it's just really sweet um because the villagers their voices alone are quite melodic uh, as far as I'm aware, the Animal Crossing has their own dedicated localization team. And each syllable that is said, you can tell from the offset when you're putting in like your name and stuff like that. Every single character has its own, like, say, Becca is what I put in. So it'll they'll be like, B, E, C, K, E. And it's like really cute. Even when you're putting in numbers, it's like, one, two, three. Like, it's not exactly... Yeah, the, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Like it is, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a nice way they've they've uh, gone about it. It's not, it's not quite like some of the random in-game languages, like what's it in the Simlish. Simian, <laughs> and that kind of thing. Like, so it's not not quite that random. Like there is kind of a a trend to it. You, you can kind of tie it back to to real language, and it, yeah, it's cool that they've, I, they've taught of that. Like, there, there's there, an, someone else was talking about it, and the example they used was uh, Blather saying "jolly good." It's like jolly good. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can you hear them say it because of the way they've designed uh, the speech to work with the letters. Yeah, definitely. Like you can, you can kind of tell how it, how it ties back to, to real language. It's 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 immense sound design, and, and like I said, it, it is just the, the attention to detail in this game that that's, oh, yeah, you know kind of beneath the surface is just real impressive. Yeah, because like even there's one bug called a mole cricket, and it's underground, and you got to listen to find where it is so like and then even just the background noises of the wind uh you'll sometimes hear like there's presents that float and you need to shoot them down with a slingshot so you'll kind of hear the whish of that going through the air and you're like oh okay need to look up yeah so, it's it's it, it is it's it's 
the, the, as I said, it's just a, the attention to detail is just it's, it's like it's it was crafted with love. It, it, it most definitely was, um, and you know I, I want to kind of move on now to kind of our our final thoughts, and obviously we'll, we'll end with ratings. But you know, one thing I just a lot of people have said, as I touched on at the start of the show, that people are calling this kind of the game of the pandemic. It's the the, the game that's been talked about most online. It's a, it's this game kind of everyone's playing on a on a a daily basis. Do you, do you think like kind of like the current situation we're in is kind of the perfect storm for this game? Do you, do you think it would would have done as well as it is if it had come out at a different time? I think. It would have done well, but not as well, because people who would not have like necessarily tried to pick it up have pro- picked it up because these are some scary times. And I think there's been studies done, but I'm not percent sure on why Animal Crossing is so nice for your mental health as well. Like there's like links between, you know, like depression, and anxiety, the fact it has a routine. A lot of our routines have been thrown out the window and time has become meaningless but time still means something at Animal Crossing, if you allow it to. Um, so there is this kind of like, gives you kind of something to look forward to, so that even if you've got nothing else going on, and as well as that, it's a great way, like a low pressure way to like hang out with people and do things. And then there's like, and even if you don't have anyone that you're directly in the real world talking to through the game, you have your villagers and they'll often say like really nice things and be like, hey, how are you? What's going on? And they, a lot of people like with birthdays coming up, they can't, you know, get together with family or friends. And the um, the, the villagers will throw you a birthday party. <laughs> on your birthday that is why the game the first thing before you even design your villager the first thing they ask you is when your birthday is yeah actually that you you get um that reminds me you get one of the songs is, is a birthday song and you can only get it on your birthday uh, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool um it, uh, again it's just like you keep coming back to the to saying the same things but it is true like it's just they, they've they put a lot of thought into this and it's mm-hmm. uh, i think it, it really really comes across and i mean i i think it really is to, to me that the perfect game for this this current situation because of the social aspects because of as as you said kind of the, the routine the daily routine to it i mean it, it just kind of ticks the boxes for kind of what you need in a game right now so i think kind of because let's not forget it was delayed you know almost the, the delay has really paid off for it and uh, mm because I don't think that there could have been a better time for a game like this to come out. It, it... Yeah, it really just, it it just helps you feel connected to an outside world that you can't go into right now. So, like, and like, as I said, we got to hang out via Animal Crossing and on our, each other's islands, but even just talking about it, like, it gives us something to talk about that isn't politics or the virus. It gives us something to talk about that isn't that, that so many people are into. And even if someone's not into it, you can kind of try and explain it to them. And, you know, it's something topical that we can talk about that's just so wholesome and lovely and cute. <laughs> exactly. You know, I think you've put it perfectly there. So with that, we're going to move on then to the to the ratings. I'll, I'll go to you first. You know, what, what, what do you give Animal Crossing out of 10? I'll give it a nine. That's fair. It's n- yeah, it's not not a perfect score. Um, I 
but I, I, I can't say like I don't love it because I have spreadsheets <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I play it every day. It's just like I'd be nitpicky, but like I know when the day will come when I won't pick this up as much. And I know that if I wasn't trapped in my house so often, I probably wouldn't play it as much as I do. But like to say give 10 out of 10 is just like a bit of a reach. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, a nine. A nine sounds good to me. Like nine out of ten. Like definitely pick this game up if you've got a Switch. It's just, uh, and you know, come visit Fox Isle. I'll give you your uh, your first ladder. And uh, we've got pairs galore. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'm notoriously harsh. So, you know, come no spies that I, I'm going to give it an eight. You know, I think there's definitely some things that can be improved, mm. um, you know, which, as we discussed earlier, kind of some quality of life things. And, and maybe when they kind of are, are implemented, and I, and I expect they will be, you know, being on the positive side of things. Um, it, it is a could, game that you're like, it up. we kind of we kind of trust that they will kind of like yeah. fix things up as it goes along. We're like, oh, because this is the first time they've been able to do um, these kind of patches at a quick uh Outburst. Yeah, true, true. The last one was out on DS, 3DS. 3DS was the last kind of main line. Yeah, and that didn't have the greatest Wi-Fi capabilities or anything like that. So, no, whereas e- whereas everyone Switch can be connected to the computer all like to the internet all the time, it's very easy to get updates. It's very common now. So, I imagine this has been a game changer for them. Hence, why you know you can't time travel to seasonal events because they're like, nope, we're just gonna roll them out in patches. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, they've, they've, they, they, I, I do trust them to improve as it goes along, and, and as a result, I could see it bumping up maybe half a point or, or mm. a point down the line if I was to rate it again. But for for now, I, I think for me on on balance, it's an eight. But yeah, you know, eight that's still a solid score. score yeah, it's 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 not at all a bad score. This this is a very good game. It's it's you know even a great game, and you know it's it's very enjoyable and I, I would I'd echo what Rebecca said and we're recommending it to anyone who hasn't jumped on it yet like our own guy I know he's thinking about it so so get get on that one guy as, as you, you finish up the podcast um, <laughs> next podcast I'll, I'll, I'll give you the tour <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um so yeah, that, that about wraps up our, our review of Animal Crossing New Horizons. So before we finish out, Rebecca, I'll just ask you if you have any plugs and if you'll kind of tell people where they can find you on the internet. Uh, yeah, so I am AwesomeFox42 on pretty much everything. Um, that'd be Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. I've been trying to stream more between assignments um, just to give everyone a bit of morale. And my Twitter has mostly been about Animal Crossing. I retweet funny things about it and uh, post up my designs and stuff. And I do art as well. So that's mostly what's on the uh, the old Instagram is my little sketches. I'm actually working on a sketch of me as an Animal Crossing cat. <laughs> so it's all Animal Crossing all the time. Can you see that I love this game? <laughs> I, I don't think we could have done any better for the guests for this review. <laughs> um, so yeah so thanks for joining me rebecca and thanks everyone for listening goodbye
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.